Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping you simplify dinner so you can simplify your lives. This is episode 30, a real-life case study on meal prep. Hey everyone, if you've been following along for a while, you know that I've got an exciting course in the works sharing my full meal planning and meal prepping system that will help you simplify your lives and your dinners. Over the past few weeks, I've been able to make some really great headway on that just with all this time at home, and I'm so excited for it to come out. An official launch date will be coming very soon, so hang tight. Kind of going along with that, as I really started to get excited about putting this content out for you guys, I wanted to show you kind of what this system will look like in real life. Because the course is not available to the public yet, I decided to have my sister, who's been going on this journey with me, come on to show you what meal prepping looks like for a real person in real life and how it has impacted and changed her life. I'm so excited that she agreed to come on, and I hope that this can give you just that sort of real inside look at how this can affect and change your life. And if you like this, as the course comes out, I would love to continue to do these case study episodes and show you just what organizing your kitchen and organizing your lives can do for you. So without further ado, we'll jump right into that interview. Hi, everyone. I'm using my personal connections today, and I have invited my sister to come on the podcast to give you a real life glimpse of what a meal planning and meal prep system can look like in everyday life. So thank you so much for her willingness to come on. Hi, Andrea. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. So will you just tell me a little bit about who you are? And obviously, I won't be sending any of you to my sister's Instagram, but I'll have her tell you what it is about her life that makes meal prep so important. Yeah, so I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. I live with just my husband, Danny, no kids yet. So kudos to all you moms out there that are balancing all of that. Um, And I'm a full-time graduate student. So I'm graduating here in just a couple weeks um, with a master's degree. And then I also teach elementary school drama and I intern at a policy think tank. And then my husband is in his second year of medical school. So we just kind of have a lot going on. So anything that I can do to simplify my life, I do. So meal prep has kind of been that for me. It's helped me simplify a little bit. Thank you so much. And I, I love that definitely qualifies you as a very busy human. And just looking back on my time with my spouse in dental school, where I was not going to school full-time myself or working full-time myself, I was already kind of a basket case. So (laughs) I love that you found meal prep as a technique to help you do all of those wonderful things. So another part of the reason that I wanted to have my sister on here is that we've kind of started this meal prep journey together. And she actually already dug into what why she does it, but was there anything specifically in your life or about your meals that kind of motivated you to get started with meal prep? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's a hundred percent about saving time, which I kind of talked about already, but another component of it is just the health factor. My husband 
is a nutrition major and cares a lot about, we care a lot about what's in our food as well. So it's nice to have a little bit more control of that as I meal prep and know what I'm eating. Um, and I will say like, we still happily and proudly eat out often, but I mean, every day seems a little excessive, so it's good to find kind of other ways to feed ourselves and meal prep has been a good way for that. Um, and I've, I've dabbled in like freezer making meals, both with you and on my own. And I've found some success with it, but I think that it's just kind of taken me some time to get into my own routine that I love. So I love that. And I, I really like I like that you are using it as part of your health journey. And one thing that I always like to kind of point out to people is that as you start meal prepping, specifically, if you do use your freezer for meal prep, you can create those convenience foods that you could just buy at the store. So suddenly you have full control over those ingredients and it's equally as convenient as it is at least at the time of making your meal, as it is to just grab the bag of frozen meatballs. So it's really great to kind of start on some kind of a health journey that maybe isn't so restrictive as a lot of the others. Yeah, totally. And I I will totally say that I would be one of those people that would eat a frozen pizza or ramen noodles every day if they were really great for me. But every day, (laughs) it's probably not a good idea. So I, I totally agree with you. It's nice to make those foods for myself. Yeah. Awesome. So I want you to kind of take me through, like I said, we kind of have done some of these things together, but I know that you've come up with a a sort of meal prep routine for yourself. And I would love for you to take my audience through that so that they can get an idea of how they can customize some of the principles that I'm teaching and use them in their own lives. For sure. And I will be the first to say that my meal prep plan is definitely flexible and changes as I go. But um, the general gist of what I do is about once a month, I buy a bunch of meat. Usually I'll buy like a big pack of chicken, a big pack of ground beef, and I just cook it all in one day. But one thing that I've found has been really great for me is I don't even worry about what I'm using it for. So sometimes it's like a little overwhelming to me to like make a strict plan of all of these things. And instead I'm just like, well, I know I'm going to use grilled chicken or shredded chicken or ground beef or meatballs. So I just cook all of that, put it in bags, put it in the freezer, and then I don't worry about it. And then doing it that way, it really only takes me about an hour, maybe an hour and a half if I'm watching TV at the same time. Um, But generally, I can do that pretty quick. And then once a week, I do a little bit more of a meal plan, which is still really flexible. I just pick meals that I have the ingredients for. So I'm like, oh, I have meatballs in the freezer and shredded chicken I'm going to have spaghetti and meatballs and barbecue chicken sandwiches. And then that week at the grocery store, I buy the stuff I need for that. So that works really well for me because it doesn't make me plan so far in advance all at once, but it does make it so I only have to do that big cooking day, which again is only about an hour once a month, which I appreciate. Um, And then I also am not good at like putting specific meals on specific days. So I really just have a list in my phone. And then when it's time for dinner, I look at my list and I'm like, okay, these are the things I have. What do I want? And then I make it. So it's a meal plan for sure, but just a little bit more flexible than some others might be. I love that. And I love my sister and I are are different, but we're both taking these same principles, excuse me, principles and making them work for us. So I think 
there's a couple things to take from this. Number one is there is no one right way. And number two, depending on where you are in your life, different systems or processes might work better for you. Like Andrea said, she doesn't have kids right now. And so doing it um, once a month makes more sense for her to fill in. And she, I would argue, is in a lot of ways busier, at least with tasks that take her out of the home. So doing it once a month makes a lot of sense. Where for me, I'm more of a once a week prepper because I don't have that, even that hour to prep like chicken and meatballs and et cetera, that's overwhelming to me. So for me, it makes more sense to be like, okay, I am cooking grilled chicken this week and that's it. And it takes me 20 minutes. So, so there are variations in how we do this, but overall the principles are the same. I also am a little bit just more, I don't know if I want to say type A because we're both actually fairly type (laughs) A, but, um, a little bit more schedule oriented. And so I like to know what I'm having on which day and even just having kids, it's nice for them to be able to, to know what it is. So I, I do plan more on the day to day, but as long as you have a general plan when you go to the grocery store and you know you're getting the right things, you can totally be more flexible. So I think a lot of people maybe get turned off to the idea of meal planning or meal prep because they like to be flexible and they don't like to be like stuck to one. I mean, what if they feel like having tacos instead of spaghetti and they they want that flexibility, which you can totally have, but you obviously have to have the right ingredients in your pantry to be able to make it. So some level of planning has to occur. And so I love hearing that system and think it's super effective and something that maybe some more, I guess, laissez-faire <laughs> meal planners out there would like to hear. So you kind of already dug into what your weekly meal prep routine looks like. How has your life changed the most since you've started this meal prep journey? Yeah. So if you haven't caught the theme so far, uh, I'm all about saving time. So that's definitely what's helped me the most is I feel like it has reduced the amount of time I spend in the kitchen and not just cooking, probably more importantly, cleaning. I live in a small (laughs) apartment. I don't have a dishwasher. And so every time I go to cook, I just know that I just look ahead at the time it's going to take me to cook it. And then the time it's going to take me to do the dishes when I'm done. So by doing it in chunks, it just makes that so much better. I do the dishes way less. So that's helped a lot. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, I definitely don't claim to be any busier than all you moms. You have a 24 hour job, but mine is my busyness does have me outside the home. So I'm not usually home to start the cooking process until I'm already hungry. So it has helped a lot with that because I can come home and my meat has already been prepped. I can throw it on the stove, season it, and my meal is ready in like 10 or 15 minutes instead of in an hour. So it just makes it a lot a lot more flexible for me and a lot more effective to just be able to come home, have my food ready fast and eat it and still enjoy my evening instead of feeling like I just go to work, come home, cook, eat, clean, go to bed and start over. So that's been the best part for me for sure. Yes. And you've touched, I hope I can remember all the things because you touched on a lot of things that I want to touch on. Uh, number one, cleaning is huge and that I am all about productivity. I mean, it's in the name of my podcast. So I really do not understand cleaning my kitchen like deeply every single day, which when you cook every day, you have to clean it pretty deeply every day. But especially when you're not dealing with raw meat on a daily basis because you're dealing with cooked meal prepped meat. And like you said, those meals can come together in 20 minutes and you're using like half the dishes or less. Cleanup is so much faster. And that is 
huge. Maybe my, I mean, who likes clean? Nobody likes clean. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I also really like what you touched on about freeing up your evenings. And this is one of the biggest reasons that I, I preach about meal planning and meal prep is because you mamas and you humans in general deserve to have your evenings free for you to do what you need to do. You spend all day working hard and you absolutely do not need to be spending an additional two hours in the kitchen at night and then be completely exhausted before bed. So this system does, or creating a meal planning and meal prep system does take work up front, but suddenly you're opening up so much time and more importantly, so much energy, which you kind of talked about as well. You kind of get more energy when you come home and your meal's halfway done and all you have to do is look at your phone to see what you can make. It's not like you get home and think, did I remember to thaw the chicken? Do I even have a plan of what I'm going to eat? I'm super hungry right now. And, you know, suddenly just hitting the drive through because you don't want to deal with that, you know? Right, right. Totally. Totally agree. Okay. So thanks so much for those insights. Uh, you talked about, you said it takes you about an hour to do your meal prep of meat once a month. How long would you say it kind of takes to do your meal planning that you do weekly? And do you do any additional prep throughout the week to make things go faster? Yeah. So honestly, my weekly routine is probably less than 20 minutes. I just have two notes on my phone and one is my grocery list and one is my meals that I can make. And I just look through the meals, make my grocery list, usually order my groceries online and pick them up the next day. So, so it's really fast that part of it. Um, I also, it's been nice because I have like go-to meals that I use. And this is something that probably also differs across people, but I'm not picky about like repeating meals or having things like that. Unfortunately, my husband's very cool about that too. I used to worry about that. And then he was like, the spaghetti tasted good yesterday. It'll taste good today. Like, I don't care what we eat. So that that's helped me too, is to not overthink that too much. And if I have the stuff to make something that I already had, I'm fine making that again. So yeah, it really only takes me about 20 minutes to just list my meals, make my grocery list. And that's about it. So I love that. And actually you touched on something that I... I'm working on a mindset shift that I'm working on teaching. And that is that it is inefficient to do something new every time. It makes so much more sense to have your meals, your family meals and stick to them. And I'm not saying that there is not a time to branch out and try new recipes, but that time is probably not at 6.30 when everyone is hungry. So I think a lot of times the problem is as some moms and some individuals, they, they think cooking is fun, which I, this was me. I think cooking is super fun. So I always want to experiment and try something new, but I didn't really realize that I could, I could separate that. I could create a time for me to try new fun things that is not dinner time. And that relieved so much stress. <laughs> so then if I'm trying something new in a time that, that I have time and it works out, then it's like, okay, great. Now we can add that to the meal plan, but it's not something that you do all the time. It's exhausting yeah, <laughs> and it's totally yeah. okay to have your set staples that everyone wants to eat. And actually, I mean, I recommend it. I recommend 
repeating meals and even repeating entire meal plans. If you've found one that works for you, just save that, pull it out in three weeks and have it again. There is, it's so much more valuable. And I think, I think a lot of people feel the way you do that. Oh, my kids are going to get tired of this or my husband's going to get tired of this, but that you, it's usually not the case. I think you think about it more than they do. And you know what? Even if they do, you're putting freaking dinner on the table. So <laughs> true. it's good enough. Yeah, I would say that too. Plug for uh, getting your spouse and kids to help you because yep. that's great for me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so one thing that I'm also always trying to point out is, like I said, I, I love to cook. And, and it was hard for me, honestly, to dive into simplifying my cooking because it felt like, I don't want to say it felt like a failure, but, but it was an outlet for me. And I felt like by simplifying it, it was a little bit less fun. That was kind of hard for me, but I know that that's not the case for everyone. So I'm curious what, what you feel about cooking and, um, how that affects how you feel about meal prep. Yeah. So this question is kind of funny at this time, because I used to like, tell myself like, no, I could really get into cooking if I just had the time to do it. And then a worldwide pandemic hit and gave me all the time in the world. And I still don't choose to spend it cooking or <laughs> want to choose to spend it cooking. Um, and I'm fine with that. Like there's lots of things that I love to do. Um, I love to be outside and hike and play sports with my husband. And I would rather spend the least amount of time in the kitchen that I can to be able to do those other things. And I honestly feel like, like I'm totally with you that meal prep is for everyone, but I think it might be even more for you people that don't like cooking because all it does for me is minimize the time that I'm stuck in the kitchen and that's what I want it to do. So that's definitely where I'm at with the meal prepping journey. Yes. I love that. And I have a hard time. I think sometimes connecting with with you and my audience, those of you listening that, that don't love cooking. And I, and I do want to really just reiterate that, that, you know, I don't love doing my laundry and I don't love cleaning my house, but that's why I try to find the most efficient ways to do it. So for most of us, cooking is just a reality, whether we enjoy that reality or not. And I'm not here to necessarily try to make you love it, but I am here to try and make it doable and reasonable for you to be able to pull it off. And that's what meal prep can do. So I love having another perspective here that this is totally for you, even if you don't love to cook and that's okay. We all have things that we want to do with our time and you can choose whatever you choose. Okay. So do you have any tips for success with meal planning and meal prep, some things that have gone really well, or maybe some things that haven't gone as well that you want to share with my audience? Yeah. So I'll start by saying that I'm a big proponent of take anything that I say that's useful for you and throw away the rest. So I'll just tell you, if you're like me, um, then my tip would be just to simplify. And I kind of talked about this a little bit already, but it's okay to have spaghetti two weeks in a row. Um, you might've heard like I meal prep my meat I don't really meal prep anything else, but I always have a veggie that's usually pre-bought salads or pre-chopped veggies that are roasted on a pan for 20 minutes. And it's fine. And my husband's fine and we're happy and healthy and we're okay that when we want something fancy and delicious, we're happy to go to a restaurant and let the professionals feed us. <laughs> um, so, I mean, and again, that's just me, but I think that 
this should be something that reduces your stress, not adds to your stress. So if you can find a way to simplify and do that for yourself, then that will help a lot with your meal prep plans. I love that. And actually this, this actually brings up, I meal prepped yesterday and I totally overdid it. To be honest, I thought it was going to take me two hours and it took me like four. I, my back hurt by the end. And I was like, this is not worth it. This isn't fun. So the point is, is just like everything, you have to find the balance between saving yourself time throughout the week and doing too much. Because if you do too much, you're, you're just going to hate it. So it's okay to, like she said, she's only meal prepping her meat and she's cooking the rest of her meals that night. And that works for her. If you do have a little bit more time or stamina, you might want to delve into, you know, chopping up your veggies for your soup or making your own pasta sauce or things like that when it makes sense. But if it doesn't make sense and is causing you more stress, then just leave it. And just like she said, take those principles that you think, oh, that really could save me a lot of time or help me out and start by introducing those. And you might want to introduce more over time. Did you have any other uh, tips or thoughts as I kind of cut you off there? <laughs> no, no, you're totally good. That, that was mostly it. It's just this simplify idea and do what works for you. I love that. Okay, so do you have any products? And I mean products like cooking utensils and products like meal prep containers that help you make meal prep happen and make your life easier? Yeah, so this question kind of makes me laugh just because... Literally all I use are like regular pots and pans. My set of pots and pans don't even match. They're from all over the place and Ziploc bags and that's it. (laughs) So I cook my meat, I put it in a Ziploc bag, I put it in the freezer. So I'm sure there are great products out there, but I guess use me as an example of you can do it with basically nothing. (laughs) Yes, I agree with that. And, and I do, I do wonder though, do you use your instant pot and or slow cooker or not usually? Great question. Yes, I do. I do. use. I have an instant pot and a slow cooker. I almost always use my instant pot because I'm even too lazy to wait the four hours for the chicken to cook (laughs) and I can do it in 20 minutes in my instant pot. So yes, I do use an instant pot. And here's another area where we're different because I'm all about that slow cooker life. But (laughs) You probably already have everything you need to get started with meal prep. It, you tr- and you can start delving into fancier containers if you want to once you get a little bit down the line, but it will work just fine to use what you have. But I will say that I think a slow cooker or instant pot is pretty key to getting started. Totally. Um, okay, so I really loved what we got to chat about and what I really was hoping... I could share what I think really came across was just a more real life down to earth. And I knew my sister was down to earth. So <laughs> um, experience of what this can look like for you and how you can start to see these benefits in your life. So I'm just wondering, as we close off, Andrea, if my audience takes just one piece of advice from this case study, what would that be? And what do you think would be the most valuable for them? Yeah. So I think I've said this already, but I'll just reiterate. And I would just say the biggest piece of advice is to do what works for you. Um, And this is kind of a joke, but I mentioned that I was a teacher um, and I often will have students come to me and they like didn't do their homework and they start complaining and give me some big explanation or, or their art project looks different than their neighbors and they get all stressed. And that's like my response to them every time. I'm like, you do you, 
do what works for you. Um, and I just think, yeah, my meal plan maybe looks different than yours, but we're both fed. We're both happy. Um, and I think if you do what works for you, it'll make your life easier. It won't add stress. Yes, I agree. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on. And I'm so excited to share this with my audience. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks everyone for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed that interview and that it motivated you to start taking a few small steps toward meal planning and meal prep to simplify your evenings and simplify your lives. Next week, we're going to be jumping into an episode I like to call Chicken Part 2. So one of my very first episodes on the podcast, I dive into how I meal prep chicken. In this episode, we're going to jump into two new ways to meal prep chicken, and these are especially useful for those of you who don't like pre-cooked chicken. So get excited. It's a really fun episode and will definitely help you up-level your freezer meal prep game. I hope you tune in and until next time, happy cooking and happy planning.